This is the Little Gold Nuggets Podcast, your go-to source for life-enhancing information and inspiration. I am your host, Brianna, a.k.a. Bree, And I am your host, Claudia, a.k.a. Kalate. Our evolution begins now. Welcome back to Little Gold Nuggets. Little Gold Nuggets. Ting! <laughs> Welcome, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode eight. Eight is great. Yeah, absolutely. We hope you're having a beautiful day. Yep. And I am your host, Bree. And I'm your girl, Kalate. And we have a special, muy importante episode for you guys today, titled Break Break the the Stigma. Stigma. Yes, so of course, per usual, we're going to start off with our scripture and then give you a little bit of background. Sure. All right. So our scripture for... This episode comes from Psalm 34, verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Amen. Amen. It's good news indeed. Absolutely. So the first full week of every October is Mental Illness Awareness Week. Okay. Mm. So we kind of wanted to just shed some light on what all mental illness encompasses Mm -hmm. um we got some stats some facts and some helpful information and y'all we have a very very special person with us Mm -hmm. you know our very very own licensed married family therapist kalate Yes, my dear Nuggeteers, your girl Kalate is a mental health clinician. I have been working in the field for about five years now, so I definitely am excited to share just a little bit of my experience. Yeah, so why don't you start off, Counselor Kalate? What is mental illness? Mental illness, yes. So mental illness is usually described as brain-based conditions that affect thinking emotions and behaviors and since we all have brains that's debatable (laughs) it's quite common for any and all of us to experience some sort of um illness Hmm. or mental health issues in our lifetime Uh, people who have mental illnesses they struggle with their brains that have changed in the way that they function so most of the synapses so i'm getting a little deep but like the way the synapses kind of connect and the neurons and all of those things send messages to your body and to just to your brain to tell them that something is wrong or something is going on you need to be vigilant about this so those things have changed and they're not able to process situations or issues that in a way that's 
more typical. We don't want to say normal because mm-hmm. there's no true definition of normal, mm. but we do try to find something that's more acceptable and more manageable mm. to make life a little easier. Okay, okay. So mental illness is really just about managing. It can really be looked at as a disease, just mm. like a health disease. Okay. Um, so you manage with mental illnesses. Okay. Kind of live with, yeah. Okay, so now... Some causes of illnesses, they go between a variety of genetic or environmental factors. It can be an inherited trait, um, maybe something from a blood relative, or even certain genes can increase your risk of developing a mental illness. So, environmental exposures before birth, which I think that's, that's just it's amazing um, that that can happen. Mm-hmm. Exposure to environmental stressors, poor conditions, toxins, alcohol, or drugs while in the womb can sometimes be linked. And also brain chemi- uh, chemistry. So um, neurotransmitters are naturally occurring brain chemicals that carry signals to the other parts of your brain and body. Mm-hmm. And when these networks are, the chemicals are impaired, the function of the nerve receptors and nerve systems change, leading to depression or other emotional disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a couple ways. Yeah. So a lot of times when it is the brain chemistry, that's one of the harder ones to diagnose because the symptoms are outward. And unless you actually do test on the brain, you really know. So it's really good to be aware. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so if you are a friend, suffer from the symptoms that will go over, and you can kind of um, discuss, hey, maybe we need to do again. Mm, yeah. Um, just some facts, though. Some interesting statistics that we found. Um, in the States, almost adults, that's 46.4%, will experience mental illness during their life. Wow. So that's more than, I mean, that's almost half. Five percent of adults experience illness in any one year, equivalent to forty-three point eight million people. Wow! Mm. When people say you you never know what someone's going through, be kind. You yeah, know. you just never know. You never know. Um, and a lot of times, the people who are going through the mental illness, experiencing even. it, have no idea yeah. that they're actually experiencing a mental illness because of what we talked about before environmental you know traits and just situational you know another cause is just situational things experience trauma if you experience even heartbreak if you experience disappointment you know just natural life having situations. a baby oh yeah yeah and that's a chemical chemical postpartum yeah. is very much balance in the woman's body so that that comes with a whole host of issues just difficulties so of adults in the united States, any mental disorder in any one year period four percent have one disorder 5.8 percent have two disorders and six have three or more yeah well have all mental disorders begin by age 14 and three quarters by age 24 very young and in the united states only 41 percent of people who had Mental um, disorders in the past year received professional care or services. And I did. Me and Kalate had a conversation in regard to illness because I feel like it is something that myself was not fully aware of 
what it covered. When I hear mental illness, my mind tends to go to the extreme, not just knowing that mental illness is can be off your mental uh, any disorder that throws it for me to know and mm-hmm. because this, we found a statistic that says um, the youth is worsening um, according to the major or excuse me according to um, some statistics from 2012 to 2017 the prevalence of past year made depressive episodes increased from 8.66 percent to 13 and this covers 12 to 17 age um uh, now over 2 million youth have major depressive uh, with severe impairment. Yes. And one thing that I did want to touch on with just the high amount of adults that are statistically um, known to experience mental health issues, mental illnesses, because a lot of illnesses are things that you just aren't aware of in your daily normal activities and functioning. So, Things like anxiety, worry, and depression are very much the most, the more common ones, but they go less diagnosed because A, people are not actually talking to their doctors about those kind of symptoms, which we'll go over, and then they're not aware that this is something that's out of the norm. So it's more than just sadness, it's more than tearfulness and all of that stuff. So, and actually with adult statistics say that adult prevalence of mental health is relatively stagnant, but suicidal ideation is increasing. It says suicidal ideation among adults increased from 3.77% in 2012 to 4.19% in 2017. That's over 10.3 million adults in the U.S. with serious thoughts of suicide. And most of the time, when you express suicidal ideation, so thoughts of suicide, we talk about a plan. So if you have somebody who talks about it, the first thing you need to know is if they have a plan. And once they have a plan, that's taking it even to the next level that you need to support them and you need to be there for them, check on check on them. And we'll talk more about how you can support somebody with just struggling with mental illness. The youth, youth yeah. um, it says, that they are not being identified as having an emotional disturbance. Um, the personal disturbance for an individualized education only 7.33% per 1,000 students in 2017 um, without people being aware that the youth keeps them from a necessary accommodation system. So yeah. we need to check on our children. Yeah. And we'll go into more of the symptoms now so you can be aware and look out for them so in adults that's young adults adolescents things like confused thinking prolonged depression so depression looks a lot like laziness so if they um, really enjoy the things that they used to enjoy like going out and stuff, um, spending time with family they're distant or withdrawn that's a sign of depression um, excessive fears, worries, and anxieties, strong feelings of anger, strange thoughts, delusions, um, hallucinations, or, or visual inability to cope with daily problems or activities, suicidal thoughts, and numerous unexplained physical ailments. And um, also substance abuse is a very tall tale sign and a, a very common coping 
mechanism. In older children and pre-adolescents, the inability to cope with daily activities, changes in sleeping or eating, excessive of physical ailments, changes in abilities to manage responsibilities, defiance of authority, and prolonged negative moods, um, often accompanied by poor appetites or thoughts of frequent outbursts of anger. So this is your typical bad kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the one that's labeled the bad kids, that's getting in trouble, that's not showing up to class, not doing their homework, they're not doing their chores at home. It, and the way that you actually can see that it's an issue is if it's out of the norm. Yes, they go tears, they have their moods and everything like that. But if you see that even some of the cuts you're giving are not effective and they're just really, really um not receptive of anything, any kind of support or any kind of direction or guidance, um, that's a that's a sign that you are investigating of where they are and what's going on with them internally. And also um with adolescents, normalizing being expressive about being expressive about difficult things because they're experiencing a lot of changes in their body, in their environment, um, in their expectations as far as school and even in the home. So they're dealing with a lot. And, you know, a lot of times as parents, we don't remember how much we went through as adolescents. And when they're falling under that pressure, we try to apply more pressure and try to get them to do more and be this and all of that. So just meeting them where they are is really helpful and really seeing that there's a difference in your child that's just not this, um, the way it used to be. So in younger children, you'll see changes in school performance, poor grades, changes in their sleeping or eating habits, excessive worry or anxiety, hyperactivity, nightmares, persistent disobedience or aggression, and frequent temper tantrums. And again, the difference is that they seem inconsolable. They cannot be consoled quickly or within a reasonable amount of time. They kind of hold grudges. And they don't enjoy the things that they used to enjoy. So those are real signs that they're struggling with something. Yes. So those are some of the symptoms that you can look for. Or if if you've already seen some in some of your friends or loved ones or family, you know, just pay careful attention to them. Um, Prevention is what we want to get to next. Now, while there is no sure way to prevent mental illness, but you can take steps to control them or like Kalate said, uh, keep it manageable. The first way to do that is to pay attention to the warning signs. If you go see a doctor or speak with a therapist or learn yourself what could trigger your symptoms, make a plan so that you know what to do if your symptoms return. Uh, Contact someone, a professional if you can, if you notice changes in how you feel or your symptoms, and even pulling your family and friends to help you watch uh, for warning signs or to help look at you for changes or symptoms that you might be facing. Having a routine medical care of where you go for your yearly checkup, just take note of changes that you've experienced especially talking about changes in life changes, life transitions, because those are a lot of triggers when it comes to mental illness, moving to a new place, 
getting married, getting divorced, having a baby, so many different things. And that just seems out of the norm. And mentioning, then keep it to because you just never know how the questioning of the doctor can kind of lead you to more and to investigate and see what's going on, what might be going on. Uh, get help when you need it. Ain't nothing wrong with asking for help. Mental health conditions can be harder to treat if you wait until they get bad. And then once you seek help, don't stop just because you feel better in an instant. You mm-hmm. know, um, long-term maintenance treatment may also help prevent a relapse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Take good care of yourself. Good care. Self-care. That's including sufficient sleep, healthy eating, mm-hmm. fruits and veggies, mm-hmm. right? Regular physical activity are important. Uh, maintaining a regular schedule, talking to your primary care provider if you're having issues with doing anything, any of those things mentioned. Yes. Okay. So, Bree, let me ask you a question, though. Have you yep. ever struggled yep. with a mental illness? Have you had a family member? And what did you do about it? You know what's so crazy is I'm one of those people who um, did not recognize it. It was Mm -hmm. after I had my son Mm -hmm. and it was my friends who told me, I think that you might be in postpartum Mm -hmm. because that was something that I heard about. That was something I just knew that I was not going to deal with because, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, once you have a baby, you tend to think you're superwoman. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if it wasn't for my friends, I would not have known that I was in postpartum and I would not have been able to like get help or take control or you know recognize it like hey okay this is getting serious Mm. it's time to do something about it you know so that was pretty real for me yeah yeah Yeah. and what was that like what was what is postpartum what Mm. is that experience for me and I can't speak for everybody I kind of feel like it was a sneak attack like Mm. when I first had my baby of course my hormones were high and elevated Mm -hmm. and I would cry every day but it wasn't always a sad just I just happened to cry tears every day, every day. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, maybe when he was about five, six months, I'm a single mom. Mm-hmm. I was breastfeeding. So I was solely breastfeeding. Wow. So my son, he pretty much had to be in my care 24-7, mm-hmm. especially if I didn't have enough frozen milk. And um, so I would feel like alone. I felt like I isolated myself you Mm. know like I can do it all by myself if I have to do it by myself I'm going to do it by myself so I isolated myself I told everybody I was fine Mm. and really it just got um really bad because I don't believe that we're meant to be alone you Mm. know especially when you bring a baby into this world Mm. there's a reason it takes multiple people to make a baby you know two just two just (laughs) well now it's doctors and clinics and you know but um but yeah because you, you're not supposed to be alone and if you even feel that inclination in yourself that something is telling you to push everyone away mm-hmm. that might be uh, for your first sign mm-hmm. um, because that's definitely not a time you need to be alone you know I just felt so alone I just felt so yeah. lonely I started to feel ugly of course I'm bigger of course my chest is heavy of oh, course wow. I'm leaking oh. my stomach is just you know it's mm-hmm. just it's yeah. a change it's a, it's a, it's a change. change and I, I saw a quote that really helped me it said 
um, newborns aren't the only one who needs attention. Yeah. Mothers too, as right. they have born. Oh yeah. Because the day a baby is born, so is a mother. Mother, yeah. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've just felt really not myself and just undesirable and unwanted and just, you know, all type of things mm-hmm. piled up on me. But yeah, yeah I, I thank God for friends and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it pays to have a licensed mental health clinic on your team. Okay. <laughs> have you ever sought therapy? Have you ever participated or been in therapy before? I like to say I did. After the many times I've <laughs> suggested it to you. Uh, just bill me. <laughs> just bill me later. Um, I have good insurance. Um, mm-hmm. But I did go a couple years ago just okay. for what I like to call maintenance, preventative maintenance. <laughs> I didn't really have trauma. Like, I haven't really had a traumatic life or a traumatic mm-hmm. childhood. Mm-hmm. But I just really know that I have some things that I need to own and mentally and emotionally. And I'm very prone to depression because... Mm-hmm. I like to isolate myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I did go before. And mm-hmm. I encouraged it. And I went. And I loved it. It wasn't as I thought it was. I wasn't laying mm-hmm. on the couch. Mm-hmm. He wasn't handing me Kleenex. Mm-hmm. You know, he literally just gave me practical tools yeah. to help with everyday situations in my current relationships. Mm-hmm. I encourage everyone. I do want to talk about what it's like to be in therapy. Um, and I do want to just really emphasize how important mental health is. Mm. It's just as important as physical health. And if not, it's more important Mm. because your thinking can now influence your, your body. Yeah. You have anxiety. You start to have physical symptoms Mm -hmm. all because you're think all because of the way that you're thinking or what you're thinking about or how stressful it changes the the chemistry of your body Uh, yeah absolutely and um therapy is something that especially with young adolescents needs to just i feel like it should just be standard like when you go in for a check-in um just a year Check in. You should talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Tell your senior parents testing. out. Room parents lead a room. Yeah. If you and you know get some testing yeah. done. I think they should do that in all the schools. If you ask me, I agree. But at the same time, at home as the parents having conversations with your child about the fact that emotions, strong emotions, are absolutely normal because a lot of times what happens is like, no, you can't, you know, we try to correct the emotion when the, the thing that we need to correct is what the emotion leads to. So Mm, having them understand that emotions are natural, Mm -hmm. we're all going to have sad times. We're all going to have, you know, anxious times angry times but knowing how what your triggers are and knowing what helps you calm down what helps you think through the process um and that's what therapy is about therapy is about learning about yourself Mm -hmm. it's about learning the way that you think and how your thinking affects you in your life and it also is for you to discover what helps you to process what the trigger is what your reaction is and how you can positively react in the situation. 
And there uh, are different types of therapists and different types of therapy, different types of counselors. Mm-hmm. Um, that was important for me to learn. Yeah. Most employers, they offer uh, what they call EAP, mm-hmm. uh, Employee mm-hmm. Assistance Program. Um, where you get free, free counseling, mm-hmm. free therapy sessions. And it's yeah. usually like two well, months' Eight work. to 12 sessions. Yeah, yeah so... Why not? You know, just even if you're feeling fine, like we can always get better. Every day that we're alive is a day we could get better. Mm-hmm. We have kids. We we don't want it's certain things that I know I don't want to pass on to my son. Mm-hmm. But I know it's certain things that, you know, he might have already been exposed to. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have a responsibility. Yes. Thank you. We have a responsibility to ourselves, to our community. Yeah. Um, Parents to your children, I cannot stress this enough. You have to be the one to normalize, you know, taking care of your mental health. Yes, and you can't help others until you truly help yourself. You know, mm-hmm. they tell you to put your oxygen mask on before you put mm-hmm. your your neighbors. You know, right. you have an obligation to yourself. You're important. You matter. Mm-hmm. If you feel some type of way, it's not for no reason. If this is a prolonged or a reoccurring feeling, mm-hmm. reach out to someone, even if it's just friends at first, church, community, mm-hmm. whatever. Tell someone, say somebody, it out loud. Just find somebody that you trust yeah. and just create a relationship with them that you can talk with them and you know that they will lead you to get more. Yes. You need that person who's just not going to be there for you to just vent yeah. and then have to continue to deal with these. Yeah. These challenges, yeah. but you need somebody who's going to push you to do what you don't know to do for yourself or what you can't push yourself to do. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's really, it's really, really, it's too important. Yeah. Like I cannot stress it enough. Yeah. I see day in and day out on my job. Break the stigma, guys. Listen, I'm telling you, like it's, it's real out here. These yeah. kids are suffering. Mm. People are suffering, and I really, I really, really, really want to talk to the people like myself who, um, I would never say I struggled with depression until I got out of it because I, me being a Christian, I always felt like I was doing strong, you know, doing things, trying to be strong and all that stuff. But I was just very high functioning. Mm. Like I was a very high functioning. I could literally have the lowest day of my life and just act like I'm good. And it wasn't until, like, I was breaking down at work, I was breaking down, you know, on the way home and all of that stuff that I realized, like, I'm really suffering right now. Like, I'm really going through. Um, But I will say that my faith really carried me because I didn't reach out to any particular person or, or, you know, go to a professional at that time. Um, However, I... I do plan to participate, (laughs) especially... uh, being that it's a free program, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, so share the high functioning people, yeah, you need to go, yeah, even if you're fine. If you know some <laughs> of us, included, because I consider myself a high functioning, um, share this episode, we can wake something up in them, uh-huh, um, you have to, yeah. The strong, check on your strong friends. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. Check on your strong friends. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm not a clinician for, <laughs> just because it's a lot of people really just are on to me and they confide in me and yeah. I carry a lot. Um, 
I mean, I'm not telling anybody's business, but I carry a lot of my friends' situations, and that's fine. But then I realized I wasn't carrying my own, really. Um, So I don't want to talk too long, but we're just trying to stress that mental health, mental illness, awareness is absolutely, to me, it's number one importance in your life. So we found a lot of resources and information regarding mental health, um, mental health and mental illness. And we will be putting this information in the description of the episode. We will also list it on our social media because we just think that is something that everybody should have ready access or easy access to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Being that half mm-hmm. of adults or half of Americans struggle with mental illness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so for more information about mental health research, you can visit the national Institute of mental health. They have a website to learn more about the prevalence and the impact of mental illness read their director's blog on there and you can find information and opportunities to help you get involved. Okay. You can learn, you can find support yourself, how to support loved ones, family, friends, even coworkers, you know, and see how to get involved and make a difference in your very own community. So get out there, look at the resources, shout us out, share your stories, talk to a friend, talk to a professional, um, learn about yourself. Yes. You look stuff online about just strategies to help you with typical things that you struggle with. That's a start. Yeah. So just start somewhere. And we hope that this episode was helpful to you or intentional to reach out to somebody um, and and get the, the support. If anything, just get the support that you need. Yes, and we thank you. And until next time, stay stay golden. golden.